Yo, 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 welcome to the NS Post Game Show. Um, I'm your host, Jim Rosati, Northside Notch. With me is Tyler. Pirates win. They, uh, they win eight to six tonight, uh, and they take the series from Milwaukee, uh, win two out of three. Um, Tyler, how's it going out there? You're, you're, you're in the sun. <laughs> I'm enjoying the day outside. It's way too nice of a day to sit in. I'd spend yeah, enough time inside yeah. watching the game, and I can't do it anymore. It really is a gorgeous day. Um, we had terrible weather here like the last two days where it was like, just like rained all day. And today was just beautiful. So yeah, I golfed it's... yesterday and it literally, it rained the entire time. It was miserable. I but, have uh, still not been out to golf this year. Uh, I try to go at least like two times a month, sometimes like three if I can, but yeah, yeah I, yesterday I, I, wasn't the best I was, day for it. I was with you. I was like once every two weeks kind of guy. Yeah. At least. And then once you get in the mode, you're out for like four days straight and you don't mean to be. Yeah. No. So, um, yeah, beautiful day today. Beautiful win today for the Pirates. Um, just an, I mean, offensive explosion, really. Yes. Uh, two hits from Kevin Newman, who was leading off, you know, lead off, lead off Kevin Newman, two hits. Uh, Key Brian Hayes triple shy of the cycle Daniel Vogelbach three run homer in the ninth inning to kind of put the game away Michael Chavis two hits including an opposite field homer O'Neill Cruz two hits including just a, a home run that I have no idea how he hit it out and then even Jason DeLay getting in on the action two yeah. hits and a double so just I mean eight runs on 13 hits one two three four five six seven of those were for extra bases so yeah, that's what happens when you put the ball over the wall. Yeah. I mean, yeah, I mean Eric Lauer did not have anywhere near his best stuff today. But but like not even just they Lauer. Made like they, they got to the bullpen too. I mean, they did. Lauer only gave up three runs. The other, the other five came off the Brewers bullpen. Um that uh who was it? Gott. Trevor yeah. Gott. Yeah. He, I feel bad for him because he he like threw two great pitches. Like he threw a pitch to Chavis just like right on the outside edge, low and away. Chavis took it the opposite field um, and hit it over the right field wall. And then the pitch he threw to Cruz was a changeup on the outside corner. And Cruz just like literally flicked his wrists and it went 416 feet. I don't know how, I don't know how that ball went as far as it did. Um, but uh, yeah, it was, it was a fun game to watch just really from start to finish. Uh, Jose Quintana got the start. He, he pitched well, like at the very beginning of the game, and then he kind of ran into some trouble there in the fifth inning. Didn't really get a whole lot of help from his from his defense either. Yeah. Um, but he wasn't able to go a complete five innings. But then the bullpen shut things down really until Bednar came in. Um, Stratton, Banuelos, Underwood, Crow all combined for uh, three and two thirds scoreless innings. So great job by the bullpen today. Great job by the offense today. 
just a, isn't it a good good way to finish off the series. Will Crow looked really good out of the pen today, and he's been used a lot lately. But man, that slider was absolutely filthy today. And I know we've talked a bunch of smack on him, but Ben Wellos looked a lot better today than he has in his previous outings. Still not a believer, but he he looked competent today. Yeah, I thought Ben Wellos looked looked pretty good today. Um, again, his first outing was terrible. Mm-hmm. He pitched earlier this weekend, looked okay, looked pretty good today as well. So, yeah, that was good. Um, the the Pirates, the, the National League All-Star team, by the way, is uh, being announced right now. I don't think Brian Reynolds was named as a as an position player, so that just leads me to believe that Bednar is probably going to be announced here as the Pirates' next All-Star, but we'll, we'll get you that news as soon as it comes. Should be here any minute, but uh, – David Bednar came in after the save situation was uh, taken away from him with the the Vogelbach three-run homer. He came in, gave up a two-run homer to Andrew McCutcheon, hung a curveball to him, but uh, he was able to finish it out. Um, but, yeah, it looks like looks like Bednar is going to be the all-star. Not. Yeah. And in normal situations on a normal team, I wouldn't really love going Bednar there after the Vogelbach home run. I know he's heated up and everything. But if you have a competent bullpen, I don't love throwing him out there in that spot where he's been used so much. I know he's already heated up. And it would really suck if shit hit the fan and you had to heat him right back up. But with a competent bullpen, it's not a position I really love putting him in. But I don't – with this team, you can't blame Shelton for going with him in a four-run game. No, I can't. I, I, I wouldn't have done it. Like I tweeted out at the beginning of the inning, like they shouldn't be going with Bednar here. Um, I get that he was already up and warm, but we're also like, I, I think they would have had enough time to get somebody else up there and, and out on the mound. Like I know there was just one batter, but then you got the whole inning break too. So I feel like they could have made it happen. I'm just, I'm, I'm not necessarily a fan of using Bednar in games when you don't necessarily need him just because he has been you. used quite a bit. You know, I mean, he's already at 41 innings pitched on the year, and we're at we're, we're pretty much at the halfway point right now, right? I mean, where, where are we at? 30, we're at game 86, so a little bit over halfway. Yeah. Um, so he, he's on pace for, you know, almost like 80 innings this year. Um, and That's a lot. Yeah, it would have been nice to have given him the day off, yeah. right? Um, but no, but so I, he, he goes out there. Yeah. I, I get it. He's already hot, and the way this bullpen looks in general, you had already used Crow. You already told him he's done for the day. Use Stratton. There's not much really left to go to, and if you do go to someone else and it doesn't go well, you got to heat him right back up, and that usually doesn't end well, but I would have liked to see him not be used today, but I'll take it. I'm, and It's a weird situation. And, uh, and David Bednar just named to the National League All-Star team, by the way. So just now, uh, ESPN's got his little graphic up there. So he uh, he is an All-Star. It's his first All-Star appearance, so good for him. Um, pretty pretty impressive first half of the season so far. I think we've already talked about like just how valuable he's been to this, this yeah. team and to the bullpen in particular. But there's a lot of games that the Pirates I don't think would have won if it weren't for David Bednar. So well-earned all-star nod for uh, for the hometown kid. Yeah, good for him. I mean, it's going to boost that trade potential. 
we won't we won't get into any of that. No. Speaking of trade potential, though, we got a scare today. So in the in the seventh inning, um, Brian Reynolds was just pinch hit for like unexplained, explained runner on a one run game. Uh, Jack Sawinski came up pinch hit for him, and it was like, uh oh, what's what's going on here? Um, they show the they showed a replay of Shelton walking over to Reynolds and kind of whispering something in his ear. And I was like, I don't really like the way that looks. <laughs> um, and so it was like one of those things where, well, worst case scenario is that he's traded. Best case scenario is that he's hurt. So even the best case scenario isn't good. But yeah. he does um, he does get pulled out of the game. The Pirates announced he had some um, soreness, some right side discomfort. Um, and that he is going to be day to day. But so so he he got pulled. Um, which is a shame. Hopefully he's not out too long. I think, you know, he, clearly everybody knows how big of a piece he is for this offense, but it was just interesting. Cause like, as soon as he got pulled from the game, the Red Sox pulled Marcelo <laughs> Meyer from his single a game. Like the, the report was Marcelo Meyer actually went onto the field to play in the fifth inning. And then they pulled him after he already went on the field. So it's like, what's going on here? Reynolds got pulled. Marcelo Meyer got pulled. Uh, but and it was radio was, silence. Yeah, they like on no Twitter, not a, not a was single like, rumor. Yeah, I was like, "What's going on here?" Um, <laughs> but it was, yeah, it. it I mean, it, it kept things interesting for a few minutes. Um, but but like I said, luckily he's just hurt. Like I said, that's that was the best case scenario, <laughs> which which is still not very. You know good. what? If he's hurt beyond the trade deadline, I won't be that mad. God, I don't know if I could go 20 days uh, with that with just a bunch of lineups without Brian Reynolds in them. But hey, maybe it'll force them to actually hit Cruz above like seventh, eighth today. Jeez, yeah, not good. But but he he like I said let's so let's kind of talk about just um, I guess individual performances here. Newman two hits. Do you want to say anything about Newman or just like hey he was lucky and got two hits today? Before we get to that, just real quick a comment. Would Meyer trade make sense one for one? Absolutely not. Would it? No, it would not. One for one, Brian Reynolds or Marcelo Meyer? No. On what side? He said, would it? He asked, would that make sense? No. You don't think it would? No. Why not? Because I want a lot more. I mean, Marcelo Meyer is a top 20 prospect in all of baseball. He's and he's probably actually now with all the graduations that have happened, he's probably top 10. Like he's a top 10 oh. prospect in baseball and he plays a super premium position of shortstop. No, I need a bona fide stud in double A or triple A. He's a, he's a bona fide stud in single A. Like he's yeah, crushing man. the ball, he's crushing the ball. He's striking out a lot. Of I don't know, man. Like I, if, if, one for one, no if way. Decision, if the if if the decision is made that they're trading Brian Reynolds, right? As a, I I would like them to just extend them and keep them, you know, while this window's open. But I don't know if you're going to get much better than Marcelo Meyer. If they wanted him that that bad, they would have just drafted him last year. I'm not giving up Brian Reynolds for him when you could have just drafted him last year. I don't know, man. He's good. He's really good. Um, Talk to me when he's in Triple A. 
or I would have to think of it. Like I would have to, I would have to think about it like long and hard. I would not. If the decision is to trade Reynolds again, I wouldn't trade Reynolds. Right. But Marcelo Meyer is pretty damn good. Yeah. I don't care. No. All right. Maybe in like two years, Marcelo Myers in double A and still raking. Okay. We can talk about it. Okay. Individual performance this time. Yeah, I'm, I'm with you. So, all right. Individual performance time. Um, Newman, two hits, whatever. Uh, Key Brian Hayes looked really good today. Uh, we talked, I think it was on Friday. We talked about just like. He's got to be better. He, he has to be better, and he played a huge role in today's game, keeping things going. Had a nice opposite field home run, um, single, double. He had a walk as well, so got on base four times today. Uh, he had an excellent game. I mean, we we I mean, obviously he doesn't have to go out there and get on base four times a game, but if but if Hayes can turn himself into just like I said, we've talked about it plenty of times. So he can just be a an above average hitter at, at the major league level. Like you're looking at like a five war guy just because of how good he is defensively. Yeah. And he, he definitely got some pitches today that were in his wheelhouse and mm-hmm. he took full advantage of them up in the zone, middle out. Those are pitches he should be driving every single time. And he was able to do that today. Uh, they didn't really attack him in much, which seems to be the big downfall for him, but <laughs> It's yeah. good to see him hit a ball over the wall finally again. I agree. Yeah, I mean, it would be nice to see some pop from him, right? Like, that's yeah. the one thing that I think we do want to see. Like, as good as the glove is, we want to see at least – like, like there's – he should be at least, like, a 15-homer guy. Yeah. Like, he – like, that's – in this day and age with Major League Baseball – if you're playing every day, you should have you should have, you should hit 15 home runs, especially um, as hard as he can hit the ball. Right. I mean, you look at somebody like Chavis. Chavis at his tenth today. Chavis plays yeah. a lot less than than Hayes and doesn't hit the ball nearly as well as Hayes. So, speaking yeah, of I, Chavis, the fire got lit under that seat by playing Yoshi a little bit because he had one heck of a game today. Hopefully, it maybe opens Shelton's eyes that. Maybe we just stick with this guy for a little while. The one, the one issue with Chavis and the home run today came off of um, a righty, like yeah. so. There is that, but his righty splits are huh. awful. I wonder who They're was talking bad. about that when he was having a great season, and someone was telling me he's a stud, and I just no, compared like, him to Gabby Sanchez, and someone got really angry about it. Now his versus lefties, he's great. Like he's very, very good. Yeah. Um, but it's like I said that a while ago. Not good against righties. He did get the he like I said, he got the homer today, which was a big homer. Um, but yeah, I, they need to find they need to find a lefty option for that platoon split at first base. <laughs> and Yoshi clearly isn't it. Um, if Vogelbach can play first base, then he's it, right? But then you gotta you got to live with Vogelbach at first base for a hundred games a year. Right. Um, which, which we've I already seen just in the last few games of Yoshi being there. Right. With like, O'Neill Cruz, it's not ideal. Yeah. Because like, O'Neill will throw the ball helped. to the dirt. Yeah. Chavis has clearly helped defensively, especially with Cruz. Um, Yoshi doesn't seem to know what he's doing over there, you know, not since, at all. since he's been called up. Yeah. I, I, um, 
And we, we are seeing Vogelbach getting a little bit more playing time at first base than we did at the beginning of the year. Because I don't think he played first at all, like, the first two months. And he is getting, like, very sparing playing time there now. So it, it could be something where they're like, hey, we're going to need you to play some first base because they need they need Vogelbach's bat in the lineup against righties. And they need to figure out a way to get him in there, right? And, and if, if they can put him at first, cool. But he's got to be able to play it pretty competently. Yeah, and the other part of that is – I don't think teams really want to use a traditional DH as much with the universal DH. It's, it should be more of a rest day for a lot of guys. I'm with you. Like it would be ideal if you could, could instead of giving people rest days, just make them a DH once a week. Right. Like that would be ideal. I agree with like, you. Like using O'Neill Cruz as a DH every now and then would be great to take some pressure off him from playing shortstop every day. Cause he is a big guy. He's going to get tired playing a very demanding position. Yeah. It'd be nice if they could just, throw him at the DH position for a little while for a game or so instead of actually I, having to sit him. I think it would be nice for Cruz. I think it would be nice for Reynolds. I think it would be mm-hmm. nice for Hayes. Cause like those three guys need to be in your lineup every day. Like they, they have to be. And yeah. like the only way you're going to get them in the lineup is if you can put them at designated hitter once a week. So instead of, instead of giving them all these off days, you can say, Hey, we're, you know, you only have to go out on the field like four times all game. You're you're basically you're basically off, but you're hitting right. Um, that would that's I agree with you. That's the ideal situation. Is not necessarily having a guy that you just have to plug at DH. It's somebody. It's a it's a spot that you can put your best players in instead of giving them an entire day off. You can say, hey, you don't have to work as hard today. All you gotta do is hit. So I'm, I'm with you there. And that's especially, like you said, with Cruz Reynolds, those are premier positions that maybe they're not, they're not Cabrian Hayes playing third. Cabrian Hayes is special at third. Those two are playing the position adequately. Yeah. So giving them a day off at DH every now and then probably needs to be more used. But when you have a Dan Vogelbach, the guy's got to be at DH. Yeah. No, I'm with you. I'm with you there. Um, so yeah, great, great game by Hayes. Um, speaking of Vogelbach, again, big home run today. He had a good series against his former team. Three-run bomb in the ninth inning. It was a one-run game. That three-run homer made it a four-run game. Kind of put the nail in the coffin. And ultimately, they ended up needing that home run um, yeah. with the with the two-run homer that Andrew McCutcheon hit in the ninth. So uh, yeah, big, big, uh, big game for for Vogie there. Yeah, I'm, I am uh, changing my opinion. I had about a month ago where I was down on him. I'll fully admit it. He's really turned it on lately. It's I mean, just he's a major that, league hitter. He's he's yeah. a major league hitter. Like it's just that he's not a major league defender. Right. And that's or a problem. Base runner. Or, no. or a base runner. Like no. he's, he's he's a major league hitter. Yeah. Like then that, that that's it. Yeah. If he could just play first base competently. It would help so much. Yeah. No, I agree. It would help a lot because the bat's legit. Like, I mean, he's he's, got, he's, he's hitting 124 weighted runs created plus now on the year. I want to say that's – I want to say that's the best on the team. Let me double I don't check know where, that. I'm not sure where Reynolds is at right now. 
Reynolds is at 127. Okay. So Reynolds once, well, 126 after today. So Reynolds and Vogelbach have basically been identical hitters production wise at the plate. Um, so yeah, he's definitely been doing a good job there. Um, and I said, three run homer tonight was big going down the lineup. Again, we talked about Chavis. Um, we, we, we haven't, let's O'Neill Cruz. Let's talk about that home run. Yeah. Can we just get to that? <laughs> like, like, what are we doing here? He got down. It was an O2 count, right? Yes. Like he got down O2. Yep. Uh, Trevor got made a nice pitch to him, like change up away. And Cruz just flicked his wrists. Like basically one arm swing. Didn't even look like he swung that hard. Like he was no, just he trying didn't. to, like he was just trying to get the bat to the ball. And the ball went 416 feet. It almost hit the Toyota Tundra truck in right center field. Like he just crushed it. And like as soon as he hit it, it was weird because his swing didn't look like a home run swing. But as soon as he hit it, I was like, that ball's gone. And yeah. then, like, you see, like, where it landed. And it's like, how in the world did he do that? I don't know. And he's so he talented. Had, he is. And, man, he, he just wreaks havoc on the bases. Like, yeah. Early yeah. in the game, he ends up scoring on a Kevin Newman single. That was a blooper. Honestly, anybody else, it's probably not a great decision to go to third with two outs there. He made it easily. Oh, yeah, easy. Because he made it on a delay bloop single to left field. Mm-hmm. Left fielder's a little bit lackadaisical, but anybody else is getting thrown out at third base there. And it's really not a great decision to make to to go to third there. He's just so special. Well, and it's he a good was decision. If, if you know you're going to be there, then it's a good decision. <laughs> so the thing like, is, I mean, like most people shouldn't know they're going to be there in that situation. Yeah. Yeah. Um, there's a comment here that Chavis's face after that home run, <laughs> like that was yeah. that was one of those where yeah he was all of us like all of us watching where he was just like <laughs> it was it was good it, he's he just does things that. Again, we've said it so many times. He does things that like you've never seen before. Yeah. And when you're watching sports, you're like you're trying to be entertained, and like he is entertaining, uh, and he just he makes you want to, he he makes you want to watch every at bat. Like I even noticed today there was like there was an at bat, and I was like, I think it was like when all the Brian Rowell stuff was going on. I was I was a little bit distracted. <laughs> And I was like, well, oh shit, O'Neill Cruz is up. Hold on. Let me let me put all this to the side here. I need to watch O'Neill Cruz. Like he's must he's must see TV. He is. And we know he's not performing that well right now. Um, there's some stuff, you know, we knew there'd be growing pains. I think he's not as aggressive as the at the plate as he really should be. He's an aggressive player. Everything he does, he does hard. He cut right now, he kind of reminds me of Starling Marte when he first came up where you're trying to be a patient hitter and people are trying to instill that you got to walk here, get into a better count. O'Neill right now seems like he's doing it to his own detriment. Like he's trying to get in a good hitters count. Instead, he's ended up in one, two counts all the time. Yeah. Instead of jumping on, you know, that slider that gets hung right now, he's just waiting and waiting I don't know if it's the Pirates telling him he's got to be more patient. I really hope it's not, or if it's just him feeling it out right now. I hope that's the case, but 
When yeah, it does he, click, he's going to be really aggressive and he's going to swing early. And he's going to get in good counts because pitchers are going to be afraid to throw the ball to him. Yeah, you do see him in a lot of two strike counts, right? Um, and, and yeah, I, I think some of it too, and I think it was John Wayner who mentioned it on the broadcast today, but like in, it was the at bat that he homered on. The first pitch of that at bat was. It was extremely low. Like it was a it was a low pitch, well below mm-hmm. the zone. It was never a strike. Umpire call it a strike. Like I wonder if he actually is like confusing umpires. Something like like umpires don't normally have strike zones like that, and so they have to kind of adjust what their strike zone is when O'Neill Cruz is up. And so it's like that pitch. Maybe it's a strike against some guys, but O'Neill Cruz's knees are you know two feet above the ground, so like that pitch isn't a strike to O'Neill Cruz. Uh, so it, it, it may take a while for him to kind of figure out one, what's, you know, how's this major league strike zone going to be? Cause a major league strike zone is different than a minor league strike zone. Like they're, they're different pitchers can hit spots better in the major league. So they're going to, if they notice that things are being called a certain way, the major league pitchers will exploit that. Right. And so he's going to have to adjust to all of that. Um, yeah, the low strike call. It's a problem for a judge. Matthew said in the comments, judge goes through the same thing where you'll see pitches that, you know, pass through his shin and they're called strike. So it's just something that he's going to have to learn to adapt to. Um, the positive is that he is a terrific low ball hitter. He, he is. He's the guy hits ball the ball. Hitter. He hits the ball out of the park from his knees. Yeah. So it, it's, it's just going to be interesting to see how he adjusts everything. Again, this is the first time he's seeing major league pitching and, we are seeing, we are seeing signs that we want to see, right? Like it's not like he's he's looking bad at times, but then he, every, but then he'll show you these these instances where it's like, okay, well, this is why he can be special, right? The home run today, that's why he can be special. Going from first to third on that bloop, that's why he can be special. Making catches when he's drawn in on the infield that normally would be a base hit into the left center field gap you know, with, with runners on base, that's why he's special, right? So there's all these reasons why he's special. It's just a matter of getting everything put together now. And that's just going to take some time. I mean, he's got, today was, he had his 75th plate appearance, you know, of the game of the year today. So uh, he still, he still hasn't seen a whole lot of, you know, pitches above a ball, really. He's played 150 games above a ball, like in his life. So like, it's going to, it's going to take some time. Uh, But the tools are all there. He's showing you flashes of what he's capable of doing. And it's all things that you want to see. Yeah. Real quick. Anthony yeah. said he can't learn to adapt. If he just skips to the aggression, I'm suggesting I'm not saying just jump to swinging at everything. I'm just saying right now he looks a little bit cautious at the plate. Like he's, he's adapting to major league pitching. I think whenever he does, you know, I guess flip that switch. We're going to see a guy that's going to hunt rather than what he's doing right now, which seems to be trying to be patient at the plate, trying to draw walks a little bit more or see more pitches when it's, that doesn't seem to be the way he is as a baseball player. And I think like, I mean, I'm I'm, eventually I want to see him hitting in front of Hazer Reynolds. Yeah. Like I want to see that because he does. I think he needs a little bit of protection. So, because because teams are going, if and, you're putting him at the end of the lineup with 
with all of your other just guys, teams are going to throw out their their best lefty reliever who has just nasty sliders, and it's going to just create uncomfortable you know at bats for him. If you can put him in front of Hayes and or Reynolds, it changes the dynamic of the of the you know the other opposing team. Maybe they're they'll be a little bit less reluctant to bring in a lefty. You know, with the three batter minimum, I, I, mm-hmm. I think I think Cruz's ideal spot is leadoff, right? Like leadoff Cruz, and then maybe go Hayes, and then Reynolds. That's that's what I would do. Um, and I I'm think also, eventually we'll get there. Yeah, and I'm also with you in the fact that I think that lends some lineup protection to whoever's behind him, because mm-hmm. the guy just wreaks havoc on the bases. That too. And if you're going to see maybe one more fastball per at bat, so whether that's Reynolds or uh, Hayes. I mean, mm-hmm. we saw it with Billy Hamilton and hitting him in front of Joey Votto. Like, you're going to see more fastballs. Yeah. So leave him up there because you throw a breaking ball, he's gone. Yeah. And, and, and O'Neill Cruz wants to run. Yeah. And I think, you know, what they're doing right now is just maybe trying to get him comfortable, right? And and so they, they put him down there so maybe he feels less pressure. I don't know exactly why, but – I hate it. I, I, I mean – I hate everything I, I, about it. Yeah, I'm not really sure exactly what the reason is, but – I think eventually the best spot for him is is leadoff and then you know leadoff Cruz and then like Hayes Reynolds any kind of combination of that. So I think that that's kind of ultimately going to give you your best one two three punch. Yeah, and I I, I tweet about it all the time. I hate seeing him at the bottom of the order. Just we're this isn't Gregory Polanco, and we're trying to just get him used to Major League Baseball while this is a like competitive team. This is a bad team. Put him up there. Let him see more pitching. Yeah. No, I'm with you. Like, I, I'd, I'd rather, yeah, I don't want him ending games in the in the on-deck circle. Like, I want to yeah. give him as many as bats as possible. You know, the only way to do that is going to be bat him first. Like, there's no excuse to have Kevin Newman hitting, like, eight spots ahead of him. <laughs> there's definitely no excuse <laughs> for that. That's, that's true. <laughs> so... Well, uh, I mean, as I said, great game from him though. Two for four. Uh, he had a pretty good series overall. I think he, I think he had at least one hit in every game. Uh, he didn't have a hit on Friday, but he doubled last night. Big double last night. RBI double during that comeback, um, and then the home run, and then the the single today. So good, uh, good series from Cruz. He was a part of both of the uh, both of the series wins. Um. Yeah, good series overall. Yeah, all right. It's good to beat the Brewers. I swear to God, they got to be piping up some crowd noise. That place cannot be that loud on July 10th. How many fans did they have today? What do we got here? I don't care how many fans there are. There's no way it's as loud as it sounded on TV. Um... I mean, it's you gotta remember, it's like inside. So, like, even though the roof was open, like it it will be louder just because there's no room for the noise to go. Well, then every single Brewers fan has Tim Neverett depth, depth perception. There were thirty three thousand people there today. Woo! That's like a sell as a sellout at PNC. I know we haven't seen many of those. <laughs> so, all right, well, Pirates win the series. Pirates win the game, eight to six. Chris Stratton gets the win today in relief of Jose Quintana. Um, do you have anything to add? No. Who we got tomorrow? T- 
tomorrow going to Miami. Welcome Six forty start, start time. Ooh, I like that. Mitch Keller versus Trevor Rogers. So Trevor Rogers has had a little bit of a rough go uh, this year as opposed to last year. Um, another lefty though for hmm. Cruz. So we'll see see how that goes. I love a good six forty start time. That's good stuff. This means you don't have to go. Maybe there'll be a rain delay, even though it's inside. I think all games should start at 640. Gives me an extra half hour sleep. Man, you know what? Three out of the four starters for the Marlins, or four game series against the Marlins, three out of the four are lefties. Anthony just asked about Jacob Stallings, if he's healthy and playing. <clears throat> he's having a very, very bad year. I think he's healthy and playing, but yeah, he is. He is very bad this year. He's not doing much. Um, yeah, he went 0 for 4 today. To so he's at like a 40? Total to, he's hitting 187 with a 250 on base percentage and a 237 slugging percentage. Yeah, he's, so, he's been bad. And not good defensively bad, either. Real bad. Uh, Billy Hamilton, your boy who you mentioned earlier, is on the Marlins. So I'm sure... I'm sure he'll just randomly have his best season of his best series of his career. Like he always does. Did you see what he did today? Extra innings, stole third base, yeah. took the ball away, scored. Yep. Gave I saw up. that. I saw that. He kind of is a cheat code. He is a, he is a problem on the bases. That's for sure. But uh, yeah, so six forty tomorrow, Trevor Rogers, Mitch Keller, Let's go. Let's keep this uh, road trip going. Six forty start time. I can love to see it. That means I bedtime by ten thirty. Hopefully, yeah. I don't think I don't think I'll be on tomorrow, but you and Denaro can can hold down the fort. We'll try. All right. Well, that's all I got. Again, Pirates eight, Brewers six. Have a good rest of your Sunday, everybody. Peace out, Girl Scouts. <laughs>